Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Lord, for being with us today and guiding us in your word. Thank you, Father, for all things that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, everyone. Today we are going to get right on into the Word. We are coming up to the last days of uh, Sukkot, and we'll be going into Shemarat. Um, for those of you who are following the holidays, as the night of the 16th, we'll be going into the next uh, holiday, uh, ending the Holies of Holy Days, okay? Um I hope that you guys are uh, enjoying the holidays because that's what the season is about. It's a festival season of joy and eating. You might say this is your Christmas time. Hmm. If anything, you should have your lights up because this is the time that they think that Christ was born And so, um, yeah, not Christmas, but right about now, okay? All right, so we're going to move into Ezekiel 16. We left off at 15 yesterday, okay? The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable practices and say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to Jerusalem. Your ancestry and birth were in the land of the Canaanites, and your father was an Amorite, and your mother a Hittite. On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in cloths. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into the open field, for on the day you were born, you were despised. Then I passed by and I saw you kicking about in your blood. And as you lay there in your blood, I said to you, live. I made you grow like a plant of the field. You grew up and developed and became the most beautiful of jewels. Your breasts were formed and your hair grew and you who were naked and bare. Later I passed by and when I looked at you, I saw that you were old enough for love. I spread the corner of your garment over you and covered your nakedness. I gave you my solemn oath and entered into a covenant with you, declares the Sovereign Lord, and you became mine. I breathed you with, I bathed you with water and washed the blood from you and put ornaments on you. I clothed you with an with an embroidered dress and put leather sandals on you. 
I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly garments. I adorned you with jewels. I put bracelets on your arms and necklaces around your neck. And I put a ring on your nose, earrings on your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were of fine linen and costly fabrics of embroidered cloth. Your food was fine flour, honey, and olive oil. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen. And your famine spread among the nations on account of your beauty, because the splendor I have given you made your beauty perfect, declares the Sovereign Lord. But you trusted in your beauty and used your famine to become a prostitute. You lavished your favors on anyone who passed by, and your beauty became his. You took some of your garments to make grotty high places where you carried on your prostitution. Such things should not happen, nor should they ever occur. You also took the fine jewelry I gave you, the jewelry made of gold and silver, and you made for yourself male idols and engaged in prostitution with them. And you took your embroidered cloth to put on them, and you offered my oil and incense before them. Also, the food I provided for you, the fine flour, olive oil, and honey I gave you to eat, you offered as fragrance incense before them. This is what happens, declares the Sovereign Lord. And you took your sons and daughters whom you bore to me and suffocated them as food, <clears throat> excuse me, and sacrificed them as food to the idols. Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children and sacrificed them to the idols. And in all your detestable practices and your prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare, kicking about in your blood. Woe, woe to you, declares the Sovereign Lord. In addition to all your other wickedness, you built a mound for yourself and made a lofty shrine in every public square. And at the head of every street, you built your lofty shrines and degraded your beauty, offering your body with increasing promiscuity to anyone who passed by. You engaged in prostitution with the Egyptians, your lustful neighbors, and provoked me to anger with your increasing promiscuity. So I stretched out my hand against you and reduced your territory. I gave you over to the greed of your enemies, the daughters of the Philistines, who were shocked by your lewd conduct. You engaged in prostitution with the Assyrians, too. Because you were insatiable, and even after that, you still were not satisfied. Then you increased your 
promiscuity to include Babylonia, a land of merchants. But even with this, you are not satisfied. How weak-willed you are, declares the sovereign Lord. When you do all these things, acting like a brazen prostitute, when you built your mounds at the head of every street and made your lofty shrines in every public square, you were unlike a prostitute because you scorn, scored payment, scorned payment. Your adulterous wife, you preferred strangers to your own husband. Every prostitute received a fee, but you gave gifts to all your lovers, bribing them to come to you from everywhere for your elite favor. So in your prostitution, you are the opposite of others. No one runs after you for your favors. You are the very opposite. For you give payment and none is given to you. Therefore, you prostitute. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Because you poured out your wealth and exposed your nakedness in your promiscuity, with your lovers and because of all your detestable idols and because you gave them your children's blood. Therefore, I am going to gather all your lovers with whom you found pleasure, those you love as well as those you hate. And I will gather them against you from all around and will strip you in front of them and they will see all your nakedness. And I will sentence you to punishment of women who commit adultery and who shed blood. And I will bring, and I will bring upon you the blood vengeance of my wrath and jealousy anger. And then I will hand you over to your lovers and they will tear down your mounds and destroy your lofty shrines. And they will strip you of your clothes and take your fine jewelry and leave you naked and bare. And they will bring a mob against you who will stone you who will stone you and hack you to pieces with their swords. They will bear down your house. They will burn down your houses and inflict punishment on you in the sight of many women. I will put a stop to your prostitution and you will no longer pay your lovers. Then my wrath against you will subside and my jealous anger will turn away from you. I will be calm and no longer angry. Because you did not remember the days of your youth, but, in, but enraged me with all these things, I will surely bring down on you. I will surely bring down on your head what you have done, declares the sovereign Lord. 
Did you not add lewdness to all your other detestable practices? Everyone who quotes Proverbs will quote his, will quote this proverb about you. Like mother, like daughter, you are a true daughter of your mother who despises her husband and her children. And you are a true sister of your sisters who despise their husbands and their children. Your mother was a Hittite and your father an Amorite. Your oldest sister was Samaria who lived in the north of you with her daughters and her young sister who lived in the south of you with her daughter and her sister was Sodom. You not only walked in their ways and copied their detestable practices, but in all your ways, you soon became more depraved than they. And as, and, uh, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, your sister Sodom and her daughters never did what you and your daughters have done. Now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconceited. They did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty and did detestable things before me. Therefore, I did away with them, as you have seen. Samaria did not commit half the sins you did. You have done more detestable things. They and have made your sisters seem righteous by all these things you have done. Bear your disgrace, for you have furnished some justification for your sisters, because your sins were more vile than theirs. They appeared more righteous than you. So then be ashamed and bear your disgrace, for you have made your sisters appear righteous. Mm. Out. However, I will restore the fortunes of Sodom and her daughters and of Samaria and her daughters and your fortunes along with them so that you may bear your disgrace and be ashamed of all you have done in giving them comfort and your sister Sodom and her daughters and Samaria with her daughters will return to what they were before, and you and your daughters will return to what you were before. You would not even mention your sister Sodom in the day of your pride before your wickedness was uncovered. Even so, you are now scorned by the daughters of Edom and all her neighbors and the daughters of the Philistines, all those around you who despise you, you will bear the uh, you will bear the consequences of 
your lewdness and your detestable practices, declares the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will deal with you as you deserve because you have despised my oath by breaking the covenant. Yet I remembered the covenant I made with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember your ways and be ashamed when you receive when you receive your sisters, both those who are older than you and those who are younger. I will give them to you as daughters, but not on the basis of your covenant with you. So I will establish my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord. Then when I make atonement for you for all you have done, you will remember and be ashamed and never again open your mouth because of your humiliation, declares the sovereign Lord. Okay, that was chapter 16. going to now move on into chapter 17 of Ezekiel. Okay. The uh, two eagles and a vine. Chapter 17. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set forth an allegory and tell the house of Israel a parable and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord said, says, a great eagle with powerful wings, long feathers and a full plumage of varied color came to Lebanon. Taking hold of the top of the cedar, he broke off its topmost shoots and carried away to a land of merchants where he planted it on a city of traders. He took some of the seed of your land and put it in the fertile soil, and he planted it like a willow by abandoned waters. And he spread and became a low, spreading like a willow by the abandoned, uh, spreading like a vine, sorry, Uh, its branches turned towards him, but its shoots remained under it. So it became a vine and produced branches and put out leafy boughs. But there was another great eagle with powerful wings and full plumage. And the vine now set out its roots towards him from the plot where it was planted and stretched out its branches to him for water. 
It had been planted in good soil by an abundant water so that it would produce branches, bear fruit, and become a splendid vine. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Will it thrive? Will it not be uprooted and stripped of its fruit so that it withers? All its new growth will wither. It will not take a strong army or many people to pull it up from the roots, even if it transplants. Will it thrive? Will it not wither completely when the east wind strikes it? Wither away in the plot where it grew. Then the withered Lord came to me. Say to this rebellious house, do you not know what these things mean? Say, uh, say to them, the king of Babylon went to you, went to you not know what these things mean. Hmm. Okay, let's go back. Uh, verse 11, then the word of the Lord came to me. Say to the rebellious house, do you not know what these things mean? Say to them, the king of Babylon went to Jerusalem and carried off her king and her nobles, bringing them back with him to Babylon. And then he took a member of the royal family and made a treaty with him, putting him under oath. He also carried away the leading men of the land so that the kingdom would be brought low, unable to rise again, surviving only by keeping him his treaty. But the king rebelled against him by sending his envoys to Egypt to get horses and a large army. Will he succeed? Will he, uh, will he who does such things escape uh, with the with the break uh, with Will he who does such things escape? Will he break the treaty and yet escape? As well as I live, as surely as I live, I don't know what's wrong with my glasses. Okay, as surely as I live, we're on 16, declares the sovereign Lord. He shall die in Babylon in the land of the king who put him on the throne, whose oath he despised and whose treaty he broke. Pharaoh and his mighty army and the great horde will be of no help to him in the war. When ramps are built and siege siege works erected to destroy many lives. He despised the oath by breaking the covenant because he had given his hand and pledge and yet did all these things he shall not escape. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, I will bring down on his head my oath he despised and my covenant that he broke. I will spread my net for him, and he will be caught in my snare. And I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment upon him. 
there because he was unfaithful to me. And all his fleeing troops will fall by the sword and the survivors will be scattered to the wind. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. Now this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will take a shoot from the very top of the cedar and plant it, and I will break off a tender sprig from its topmost shoots and plant it on the high and lofty mountain. And on the mountain heights of Israel, I will plant it and I will produce branches and bear fruit and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it and they will find shelter in the shade of its branches. And all the trees of the field will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. Chapter 18. The soul who sins will die. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you people mean by quoting this proverb about the land of Israel? The father eats sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. For every living soul belongs to me, the Father, as well as the Son. Both alike belong to me. The soul who sins is the one who will die. Suppose there is a righteous man who does what is just and right. He does not eat at the mountain shrines or look for idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbor's wife or lie with a woman during her period. He does not oppress anyone, but returns what he took in pledge for a loan. He does not commit robbery, but gives his food to the hungry and provides clothing for the naked. He does not lend to a lend at usury or take excessive in, or take excessive interest. He withholds his hand from doing wrong and judges fairly between man and man. He follows my decrees and faithfully keeps my laws. That man is righteous and he will surely live, declares the sovereign Lord. Suppose he has a violent son who sheds blood or does any of those other things, though the father has done none of them. He eats at the mountain shrines. He defiles his neighbor's wife. He oppresses the poor and needy. He commits robbery. He does not return what he took in pledge. He looks to idols. He does detestable things. He leads at usury. He lends at usury and takes excessive interest. Will such a man live? He will not. Because he has done all these detestable things, he will surely be put to death and his blood will be on his own head. 
But suppose his son has a son who sees all the sins his father commits, and though he sees them, he does not do such things. He does not eat at the mountain shrines or look to the idols of the house of Israel. He does not defile his neighbor's wife. He does not oppose anyone or require a pledge for a loan. He does not commit robbery, but gives his food to the hungry and provides clothes for the naked. He withholds his hand from sin and takes no usury or excessive interest. He keeps my laws and follows my decrees. He will not die for his father's sins. He will surely live. But his father will die for his own sins because he practiced extortion, robbed his brother, and did what was wrong among his people. Yet you ask, why did the son not share the guilt of his father? Since the son has done what is just and right and has been careful to keep all my decrees, he will surely live. The soul who sins is the one who dies. The son will not share the guilt of the father, nor will the father share the guilt of the son. The righteous of the righteous man will be credited to him, and the wickedness of the wicked will be charged against him. But if a wicked man turns away from all the sins he has committed and keep all my decrees and does what is just and right, he will surely live. He will not die. None of the offenses he has committed will be remembered against him because of the righteous things he has done. He will live. Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the sovereign Lord? Rather, am I not pleased when they turn from their ways and live? But if a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits sin and does the same detestable things as the wicked man does, will he live? None of the righteous things he has done will be remembered. Because of the unfaithfulness he is guilty of and because of the sins he has committed, he will die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear, O house of Israel, is my way unjust? Is it not your way that are unjust? If a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits sin, he will die for it. Because of the sin he has committed, he will die. But if a wicked man turns away from his wickedness, he, will, he has committed and does what is just and right. He will save his life because he considers all the offenses he has committed and turns away from them. He will surely live. He will not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is not just. Are my ways unjust, O house of Israel? Is it not your ways that are unjust? Therefore, O house of Israel, I will judge you, each one, according to his ways, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from all your offenses, 
then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent and live. Amen. Amen. And we're going to close on this today, everyone, because that is the word of the Lord. Repent and live. And so many of you, too, today ask the question, that man was a wicked person. How is he going to heaven? But if that man is laying on his deathbed and he turns to God and asks God to forgive him and changes his mind and his heart, at that point, that man is going into the kingdom, regardless of what he did in his life, because he has turned from his wickedness. And if a man who was righteous suddenly, because of whatever reasons, turns to sin and wickedness, then that man no longer is going to heaven. That man is going to hell. Can we make it any plainer? Only the righteous shall walk in heaven. Whether what you did on earth or did not do, it's what your heart is when you come to the door, when you step before the Lord. Don't wait. Change. You don't know when you're being called. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your spirit. Be righteous. Repent and live. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Lord, for your word that came forth today. We thank you, Lord, for showing us how merciful and gracious you are. We thank you, Lord, for your salvation that you have left us, Lord. We thank you for choice, Father. But most of all, Lord, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen, everyone. This is Minister MacMillan. Those of you who would like, you can reach out to me at MacMillions, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, 75 at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on Facebook. Just reach out to Linda MacMillan. Drop me a line. I'd be glad to hear from you. If you'd like to join our page, uh, we have quite a few uh, members of the clergy, uh, people who believe, many believers, many teachers, etc. Um, so just drop us a line, okay? Okay, everyone, this is Mr. McMillan saying have a blessed evening. Don't forget, uh, Sunday's the last night of Sukkot. We are going into Simarats and continue to enjoy the holiday. God bless everyone. Good night.